Hello, and welcome to Pastor George's Bible Study. Chapter 12. So, Romans chapter 12, from verse 1. I'll read. I beseech you, brethren, therefore, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Verse 2, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Now, can we read that from Amplified, please? Romans 12, verse 1 and 2. If you have Amplified version, please just read it for us. Oh, brethren, and beg of you in view of all the mercies of God to make a decisive dedication of your body, presenting all your members and faculties as a living sacrifice, holy, devoted, consecrated, and well-pleasing to God, which is your reasonable, rational, intelligent service and spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, this age, fashioned after and adapted to its external superficial customs, but be transformed, changed by the entire renewal of your mind by its new ideals and new attitudes, so that you may prove for yourselves what is the good and the acceptable and perfect will of God, even the thing which is good and acceptable and perfect in his sight for you. May God grant us his divine understanding and may the truth of his word impact our hearts as, as we look at it together. And I'm praying that it will not just be is just an ordinary study, but we arise from here to commit our hearts even more to what Jesus is trying to achieve with us. So the Bible is telling us, and it starts with an appeal. I know Paul wrote this letter to the Roman brethren, Roman Christians, but please don't look at it as Paul writing to you. Look at it as God making an appeal to your heart. The Bible says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, this is God. This is the Lord Jesus. Imagine, I want you, us to look at it that way. It's as if the Lord Jesus is writing to us. He's appealing to you, he's appealing to me. The Amplifier says, I appeal to you, therefore, brethren, and beg of you. Hmm in view of the mercies of God upon our lives. Beloved, God has shown us mercy. God, in his, in his graciousness, has shown us mercy. And I pray you see yourself as a product of God's mercy. There is nothing that you made of yourself. It's God that has shown you mercy. That you can sit down here and we are studying the Bible together. 
this is God's mercy, honestly. And there's nothing to boast about. We are all products and agents of his mercy. And for God to be appealing to us, we have to take it serious. So God is saying that we present our bodies as a living sacrifice. And the reason why I chose Amplified is I like some of the words Amplified used. He said, he appeals, I, I, the Bible says, I, Amplified, I appeal to you therefore, brethren, and beg you in view of all the mercies of God to make a decisive dedication. You see some deliberate words God is giving us there. We should be decisive and we should dedicate our bodies as a living sacrifice. Now, it's good we study and expound on that scripture. God is calling us to be living sacrifices. And you know, when you think about sacrifice, you know, in my head, the first thing you think about, even in biblical Old Testament scripture and understanding, is sacrifice is like an animal hmm? you offer to a god or a deity, isn't it? But that animal, usually, you don't just bring it and keep it on the altar. What do you do? You kill it as an offer up to that god. But look at what God is calling us to be. A living sacrifice. God is calling us to be living sacrifices. He's not calling you to be a dead sacrifice. You see, an animal that is dead on the altar usually is burnt up. But of what use I've accepted Jesus now? Hmm? And God wants me to be his witness on earth now. And then he says, I should die now as a witness. Yes, that can be good in a sense. But the call upon my life now is that I am a living. I'm alive. Remember what we read in Romans 6? That we are now alive unto God in Christ Jesus. Do you remember we read it? And because we are alive now unto God, our living, being alive, is for a purpose. And that purpose is to be a sacrifice unto God. So let me just, just for the purpose of English language, let me, um, sacrifice can be defined here um, as the act of slaughtering an animal or a person or surrendering a possession as an offering. That's the definition of the word sacrifice. What God is calling us to be is to surrender ourselves wholeheartedly. Every aspect of our being unto God. 
So you possess yourself, you own your life in that sense. But God is saying, surrender that life unto me. But you remember, that life is not just there. That life is, is living. It's living in Christ. But it should be surrendered unto God. And, you know, God doesn't cajole or force anybody to do anything. God appeals to you as he's appealing here. If you notice, Jesus never forced anybody to follow him in scriptures. Jesus will only call you. He will appeal to you the way he's calling us and appealing to us now. Do you remember in John chapter 6, there were some disciples of Jesus that decided they would stop following him. If you go and read that scripture. The Bible said, because Jesus was talking to them, and at a stage, they said, this is a hard saying. Ah, Jesus, what they are saying is so hard. So what did they do? They stopped following him. You know, what scared me about that scripture was that Jesus never called them back. They left. Jesus did not say, as you are going now, I ask that your, your legs paralyze so that you come back. <laughs> Jesus didn't do that. Jesus allowed them to go. In fact, Jesus turned to his 12, the 12 disciples with him. He asked them a crucial question. He said, will you also go away? Because it's just to show you that God is only appealing to you. He will never force you. He wants you to present yourself willingly unto him. So when the scripture is telling us to present your body as a living sacrifice, he wants you to voluntarily, because of what Jesus has done for you on the cross, to now surrender yourself unto him. And the glorious thing about us and this privilege God has given us is that actually we are living. We are, we are not dead sacrifices. We are actually alive, walking around, doing what we have to do, but as a sacrifice unto God, as an offering that has been given up unto God. Now, a sacrifice is not, you don't call something a sacrifice when it is not wholly, wholly given unto God. For example, you can't say my, my professional life, I keep it, but my family life is unto God. I sacrifice it to God. I give it unto God. You can't say, oh, my family life is different from my life as a Christian. A sacrifice is whole, is wholly given unto God. Every aspect of that being is given unto God. So that's why I said at the beginning that my, my private life, my, my secret life, my prayer life, every aspect of my life is meant to be a living sacrifice unto God. So my profession as a medical doctor, that aspect of my life is also a living sacrifice unto God. As a student, your student life is not your own in that sense. It is actually for the Lord. So you need to surrender it unto him. 
in whatever profession you are, you are, as an engineer, as a nurse, as a manager, that life, including your, your private life, is a living sacrifice that has been surrendered unto God. And when we say surrender unto God, what does it mean? It means it has been surrendered unto God's will. It has been surrendered unto God's instruction. It has been surrendered unto God's dealings. God owns it. I pray we understand. We'll, we'll, maybe we'll look at some examples in scripture to give us a clear direction of what this means. But you see, to make it very plain and simple, God is calling us. He said, present your bodies, your physical bodies, yes. But excuse me, is it not your physical body that you take to work? Is it not? Is it not your brain that you engage as a student when you are being taught science? Isn't it? It's your brain, physical. That aspect is a living sacrifice. We are meant to present it. And that presentation is not just once. We need to be conscious that the presentation has to be always. I can't say I've presented my body as a living sacrifice this week. Hmm? Or I can't say during Easter, I presented my body as a living sacrifice. I just remember what Jesus did for me on the cross. And then in the month of May, I say, I take my body back as my own. <laughs> I do what I want. No. Or you present your bodies to the Lord as living sacrifice only on Sunday. I say, I just want to be holy today. Today is Sunday. Oh, I want to be holy. And your holiness, you've, you've over, <laughs> at times your holiness, you, you don't want to be unholy. So you don't, you don't even smile. Say, no, I don't want to smile too much because I might be unholy. <laughs> That, that's not it. It's a lifestyle. Being a living sacrifice is all that entails about you now. Everything about you is that you are living as a sacrifice unto God. So God owns you. And when the Bible is saying um, you present your bodies, yourselves, as a living sacrifice. Look at the qualification. Look at how he qualified it there. He said, holy. Anything presented to God will be holy. It will be set apart. That's why for me, it's very important we keep presenting our hearts before God. In case there's any misbehavior, in case there's an unholy thing, what do we do? We go to him, ask for forgiveness, confess it, let him deal with it so that you can present yourself holy unto God. Now, look at the qualification, holy and acceptable. You see, something cannot be unholy and be acceptable to God. What God wants is holiness of life so that it will be acceptable to God. When we 
this when we don't when we don't take sin serious, when we don't take um, disobedience, we just take it with levity. We say, "Well, God understands," and you misbehave now. You know what you did was wrong, but you are not remorseful about it. You don't want to change. You don't want to repent. You just think, "Well, life carries on. It doesn't matter." You can't be acceptable unto God. God will look at you and say, this is not my sacrifice. This sacrifice, and this sacrifice is actually unto himself. Do you know why in the Old Testament, when they talk about sacrifice, they, that sacrifice, an animal they bring to the altar, the first thing they do is to kill that animal. Why? If you leave a goat as a sacrifice on the altar, what will happen, please? Children, can you answer? Anybody? Okay, let me choose the Salido family. If you keep a chicken on the altar for sacrifice, you just say, oh, this is the Lord's sacrifice, and you put it on the altar. What will happen to that chicken? Yes? Somebody should answer. <laughs> well, I'm not hearing you. What happened? You said this is a chicken. It's, it's a robust-looking chicken, big. And I've, this is a sacrifice unto the Lord, and I keep it there. What happened? You get taken away by animals. <laughs> yes, very important. But by itself, before the wolves take the chicken, very important. You re- mentioned something there, and it's good you mentioned it. We'll talk about that later. But what happens to the chicken? What will the chicken do? Try to run away. It will go away. The chicken will go away. See, does the chicken know anything? You keep it and say, chicken, you are the sacrifice unto the Lord. (laughs) Stay here as unto the Lord. Excuse me. I'm even using chicken. Have you tried? Goats are very stubborn. Goats, they are very stubborn. <laughs> if you bring a goat and you keep a goat, you try and even tie, try and tie the goat down. I've seen a goat eh, that chewed the rope they used to hold it down. It was very interesting. He chewed the rope and went his own way. <laughs> so an animal, usually, if you are going to bring that animal for sacrifice, what do you do? You kill it so that it doesn't go anywhere. Does that not give us a symbolic representation of what Jesus did for us on that cross? Jesus died for us on that cross, isn't it? And the Bible said when Christ died, we died with him. And the reason for that symbolic representation is so that when we arose with Christ, we are arising unto him. So a sacrifice, usually, for it to be acceptable in the Old Testament, must be dead. But for us, our, our own, our lives are sacrificed. We are not dead, but we are alive. Alive unto God. Do you see the difference? And our being alive unto God is for a purpose, so that everything we do is as unto the Lord. 
our speaking, our engaging with people, our weakness, everything. There is no part of our lives that we hold on to ourselves because we are meant to be living sacrifices unto God. So, for instance, now, I cannot say, as a young, as a man, I cannot say that, oh, my professional life and my church life is different from my family life. It's one life. It's the same life. It is the same life. It is the same living sacrifice that is unto God. So I cannot separate my life as a husband now from this living sacrifice. My life as a husband is actually a living sacrifice unto God. So that sacrifice unto God, I have subjected it to God's will, to God's word, to God's instructions, to God's or Jesus' life, Jesus' instructions. And I'm praying that God will help us that this becomes our mindset. So if I want to do something of my own accord now, the question I should be asking myself is how does this make me a living sacrifice unto God? You'll find out that decisions you are trying to make in your, in your work with Jesus will be measured on this platform. How does this make me a living sacrifice unto God? Does it make me more of a living sacrifice unto God? Or does it make me now independent of God? Uh, so, I for the Lord Jesus, we now have a financial side. That's what we do in our world. The world, we Liam. are truly outside. Liam, you are re- echoing. I can't hear what you have said. Your echo is too loud. Can you? I, I, I finished. Yeah, we'll just continue. Yeah, we'll just continue. Please. Yeah. I, I can't hear. You are echoing, so we can't hear you. Well, I don't know what's going on. My echo, my anyway. <laughs> Take it off and just leave it for now. Yeah. Okay. Liam. Okay. Okay. So so like I was trying to say, um our our lives are not compartmentalized. Yeah. Our lives it's not in compartments. It is one life. And that life is a living sacrifice unto God. Now, look at what God said as part of that verse, that same verse one. He said, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Can we see, Amplified said, we should make a decisive dedication of our bodies, presenting all our members and faculties as a living sacrifice, holy, devoted, consecrated, set apart, and well-pleasing to God, which is your reasonable, rational, 
intelligent service and spiritual worship. So, you know, when we talk about service, I used to think service is, first of all, doing something. Maybe you go and you preach or you are, or you are um, doing one activity in church. But you see, what the scripture is making me understand is that my reasonable service is that life that has been given over to God. That life that has been given over to God is my reasonable service. So, for instance, anybody can get up and say, oh, I want to donate money to the church. Even if that person doesn't believe in God, he just feels, he can just feel and say, well, I just feel that I should give money to the church. And he doesn't believe in God. He's not accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior of his life. Anybody can do that. But you see, that service is not reasonable because that life is not a living sacrifice. I pray we understand. I've seen it several times where people, because they have money, they'll say, oh, I heard the church wants to build a new building. And because they are millionaires, they can just come, oh, I'm donating 50,000 pounds. I'm donating 100,000 pounds. And it's good, isn't it? It's a good thing. But you see, as human beings, we look at the money. The question God is asking is, which life is giving that money? As that life, is it a living sacrifice unto me? When that life is still on its own, doing its own thing, and just decide and say, well, I just like what they are doing. You know, the church, people are nice, and I just like to give money to nice people. In our head, we think, okay, that's okay. But actually, what God is looking for is that life. Is it living unto me? If he's not living unto me as a living sacrifice, it is not acceptable to God. It is not a reasonable service. And we can buttress this very clearly from scriptures. If you remember Cain and Abel, if you remember, that scripture is so, is so telling. Maybe we should just go there. So can we go to Genesis? Just to remind us, like I said, these are scriptures we know, we've read, but just to give us additional insight and to remind our hearts of the truth of God's word. So let's go to Genesis chapter Chapter 4. I want us to read the story about Cain and Abel. The Bible said in verse 3. Can somebody read verse 3, verse 4, and verse 5? In the course of time, Cain brought some of the fruits of the soil as an offering to the Lord. And Abel also brought an offering, fat portions from some of the firstborn of his flock. The Lord looked with favor on Abel but, and his offering, but on Cain and his offering, he did not look with favor. So Cain was very angry and his face was downcast. Okay, do you see? 
we are talking about acceptable, reasonable service, isn't it? Look at the story of King. The Bible said both of them brought offerings. The Bible said, and the Lord respected Abel and his offering. Do you see? The life first and then the offering. But he did not respect Cain and his offering. You know, the question I'm asking myself is, you know, people have propounded and said, oh, um, it is the, the fruits. You know, Cain was a farmer. And Abel was a looked after flock sheep. And people have said, oh, it's because um, Cain, when he was bringing potato, he brought the, the tiny, tiny potatoes. <laughs> and, and, and because the Bible said, Cain, I'm sorry, Abel brought in that scripture the firstborn of his flock and their fat. So, Yes, Abel brought good, um, um, good animals. And the Bible said, it, it, if you look at verse 3, Cain brought an offering of the fruit of the ground to the Lord. It was an offering. So we can't, the Bible did not quantify it for us. It, that's not the issue. The issue is God was looking. This life that is bringing this offering, who is this life? So and God had. Say, if we look in Romans eight, um, yes, chapter four, yes, it says here that the brightness of the Lord might be based in us who walk not after the flesh. Yes. But after the spirit, well, after the spirit, where we walk with the Lord Jesus, mm-hmm. we are in the actual heart of the, um, the actual rightness to be saved of it. Um, to when we walk with him, so what Liam was trying to say that if you look at your feed your chat Kevin yeah. has given us that scripture he said I'll just read verse 5 he says for they that are after the flesh do not mind the things of the flesh but they that are after the spirit the things of the spirit for to be carnally minded is death and to be spiritually minded his life and peace. That scripture is showing us the pathway of being living sacrifices unto God. That as long as we are carnally minded, it leads to death. You can't be a living sacrifice. But if we mind the things of the spirit, the things of God, we mind it, um, we keep reminding ourselves, our minds are being renewed based on those things of the spirit, we will effectively be living sacrifices. Now, you know, I was talking about Cain and Abel. 
And that's why it's so important that Cain, God did not respect his life. His life was unacceptable. So even if he brought the biggest tuber of yam or the, the most, the, 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 the greatest um, size of potatoes, even if he brought that, God would not have respect unto that because the life that is bringing it is not acceptable before God. So even if a multimillionaire now brings 50 million and do- donates it to the cause of the gospel and say, you guys, just use this 50 million pounds. I want you to use it to build churches around, to do stuff. God is first of all asking, who is bringing the money? It's not the money itself, it's the person. And so whatever we do for God, God is checking. Is this a living sacrifice? Has this life been surrendered wholly unto me? That's what God is checking. And I'm praying that this will be our, our mindset. That we'll be more concerned about our life with God first before our physical service. If I am a, 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 a very, very bad husband, a terrible husband, and I'm here sitting, and I'm opening the Bible, and I'm saying, brethren, let's look at verse 4, and I'm expounding scripture. God is looking and checking. Ah, this, I'm hearing acting talk. <laughs> this, this mouth that he's using to speak, was it not the same mouth he used to insult his wife, just 30 minutes ago in the kitchen. And he did not even ask for forgiveness. He didn't apologize. He came. And he's doing holier than thou. That is what heaven is checking. Heaven is not checking the way I'm throwing my hand and saying, brethren, look at the word of God. God is not interested in all that. God is not looking at the passion with which I'm talking. Mm-mm. God is looking. Which life is actually, is that coming from? That's why, beloved brethren, we cannot afford to ignore these things. It's so obvious. So if Jesus is appealing to me, he's appealing to you, we don't have an option. We have to reflect on it very seriously and say, Lord, help me to be actually a living sacrifice. So if they ask you, can I, can I permit me to say this? If they ask you, what is your profession? And they ask me, what's your profession? I know you will say your, you, what you are doing. But let it be in your heart. If they ask you, what do you do? Let it be. Actually, I'm a living sacrifice unto Jesus. Everything you do is subservient to that. Everything. As a student, as a young person, you know, as a carer, looking after elderly people, that is what is... You are a living sacrifice unto God. You are doing whatever you are doing as unto the Lord, as a living sacrifice. If you remember that scripture, maybe we should remind ourselves. Um, is it in Colossians now? Permit me to look for it. When the Bible says, everything we do. Just bear with me. Yes. 
Yes, look at it, Colossians chapter 3. Colossians 3, verse 23. It says, and whatever you do, do it heartily. Ask to the Lord and not to men. Knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance. For you serve the Lord Jesus. Hmm. Hallelujah. I hope you are reading that scripture. You serve the Lord Jesus. You think if you are selling in a shop, you think you are serving men. Look at what the Bible is saying. Whatever you do. What's the meaning of whatever? Whatever means anything you do, including studying as a student. You are not doing it first of all. Oh, I just want to have the best grades. It's not first of all for that. You are doing it as to the Lord and not to men. I know it's very easy to do things as unto men, but if we change our mindset according to the word of God, we will please him. He says, do it as unto men. Now, knowing that, and it's because we don't know it, that we do things as unto ourselves. Look at what the Bible is saying. Knowing that the Lord, that from the Lord you receive reward. Do you see, you see what the word of God is saying? Most times we don't know. We forget that our reward is not for men. That's why if I do, if I do a work and I have not received thank you for men, should I feel bad? Should I not just do it, knowing that my reward will come from him? If that's a living sacrifice, you are not doing it for men. Because you see, if you do it for men, men at times will not say thank you. Men can be very ungrateful. I can tell you this confidently. I work in the NHS. (laughs) I know when sometimes patients, they will come. And the clinic is running late. Say, oh, I've been here for one hour. <laughs> What's going on? Oh, you apologize. And so oh, I'm sorry. We know we had a lot of patients. Oh, but 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 I've, I've been here. If if it's going to run late, why didn't you why didn't you call me? <laughs> and when you finish looking after them and they are, they are so demanding, you meet all their demands. No, thank you. But there's no problem. I don't, like I said, I have learned now not to look for thank you. Let me do it. Scripture is pulling my ear again. Don't feel bad when they don't say thank you. You are not doing it as unto them. You are doing it as unto the Lord. Knowing that my reward will be from him. For you serve the Lord Jesus. The Lord Christ. I pray this is a reassurance to your own heart. That you are not serving men first. You are serving God. That is the mindset of a living sacrifice. That is how a living sacrifice thinks as unto the Lord. Everything. 
that you regulate your life. If somebody annoys you and you just are bursting with anger <laughs> and your veins are coming out, just check. Am I doing this as unto the Lord? You're not doing that as unto the Lord. And if you're not doing as unto the Lord, what should you do, please? You, you, you check. And change straight away. Look at Kevin, thank you very much. Look at the scripture Kevin put on the chat. Please, let's look at it. First John. Look at First John 4.20. If a, if a man say, I love God and hate his brother, he's a liar. For he that loves not his brother, whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? This scripture dovetails perfectly into this issue of being a living sacrifice. If you don't love your brother who God has created that you see, how can you say you love God? So what God is trying to tell us is that as you serve men, as you do your work for men, you are actually doing it as unto the Lord. The same thing applies. If you love your brother, if you serve him, you are doing it as unto the Lord. We can't hide away from that fact. That was why on the day of judgment, remember what Jesus said, I was hungry, you gave me food. Do you remember that parable? Yes. I was thirsty, and the people were asking, when did we see you hungry? Jesus said, because you did it to these people, you are doing it unto me. I pray that God will help us, that this will be our mindset, living sacrifice. You will notice that you can wholeheartedly throw yourself into God's work, into serving God's people, or doing anything you want to, you are doing as unto the Lord, and there will be no qualms about it. Because in your heart, you settled it, I am doing it as unto the Lord. So if somebody congratulates you for what you did, or doesn't thank you, or doesn't appreciate you, it is not a problem. You don't go on sulking, oh, they didn't even, they didn't even say thank you. They didn't even, don't worry. Don't worry. Remember your reward. And it's better for God to reward you than for men to reward you. I'm telling you. I, I See, I'm praying that God will stamp that on your heart. When you are looking for praises from men, praises from men can be fickle. It is very temporal. The same men that are praising you today are the same people that will bring you down. Human beings, unstable as water, including me. That's why. Let's look for praises from who? God. Do you remember that scripture in Matthew chapter 5? He says, let your work, your, your, your deeds, your light, sorry, shine before men that they may seek your, see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. When you do any good thing, 
when your light is shining, the praise should not go to you. The glory should not go to you. Should I tell you why? It's because if the glory goes to you, one, the glory of men to men is very, very temporal. It doesn't hold water at all. But when the glory goes to God, that's what God is looking for. They will see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven, not you. You see, for me, that is the way to be a living sacrifice. Because that sacrifice has been offered to God, you don't praise the sacrifice. You praise the God of the sacrifice. You don't say, oh, that sacrifice is, is, yes, it has been given up to God. But we give it. But we can shower praise on that sacrifice. And you, re, and you ignore the God of the sacrifice. Yes, Kevin. Somebody reminded us and corrected us about uh, saying grace for food. You know, you know when you pray, you pray over your food when you yes. have uh, a meal. Yes. He, he said, "We shouldn't be blessing the food. We should be blessing God and thanking Him for the food." For the food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think you can. I think you can bless the food to your body as well. Yeah, you can, of course. But, it, but it's, uh, it's the fact that we, we sometimes forget to bless God. Yes, we, we forget to thank God. <laughs> now, provided the food. You know, we just bless this food, let it be nourishment to our body, instead of that, you don't even thank Him. <laughs> so, anyway, I pray that God will help us. It will, you know, at the end of the day, we are asking God to stamp this understanding onto our hearts that we are living sacrifices. And I trust that the Holy Spirit will will keep challenging us and we would bring this understanding into every aspect of our lives. It's not meant to be for our church life or for our family life or for spiritual life in that context. It's actually for every aspect because we are sacrifices, living sacrifices. So I'll stop here. Come and join Pastor George's Bible Study at 8 p.m. 